just want to thank everyone out there who's showed their support towards the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. And if you've got any mates out there who've uh, got a few proper true yarns and uh, or someone who you know who's a mad dog who might want to come on and spin a few to us, uh, send it through. And uh, if you do one favour for me that would be absolutely incredible, click on the proper true yarn podcast, go to your settings of that and uh, hit auto download because we all know how uh, terrible the phone service in Australia is and I hate the old episode be cut short due to um, terrible phone service. So if you get that auto downloaded, um, we'll be all good to go and there'll be no interruptions. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Did that really fucking happen? This ripper bloke called Knuckles, some call him the big knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say, holy fuck, the cities to the outback on the highway or the farm, crack a cold one with Knuckles and tell us a proper true yarn. Welcome back to the Proper True Yarn Podcast, the show at which we extract the wildest and the best yarns from the best people around the world. Um, we've been sinking a few, telling a few, getting it done uh, with that good mate of mine, Stewie. Before we start, Stuart, I reckon we've got this true serum here. We missed the last, but we made up for it out in the car park. Ooh. So, uh, as you say, down the hatch, big snatch. Oh, yep. Oh, gee, they, they keep getting better. Actually, that was very similar to worming medicine, that one. <laughs> what have you been wormed before? <laughs> yeah, this one, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we fucking had to worm Jane over there. Yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah. I noticed I'll, she's I'll walking around yeah. with her buddy hands down the nappy a bit there. I just thought she got it from Dad, but. Yeah. Um, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Dad's down the front. She was just scratching her ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she had a Prop bit going out. Yeah. Had a bit going on down <laughs> the back end. Mate, um. <laughs> Bush yarns and that, Stewie, like, you can fucking muster anything, you know. Tell us if you're mustering. You got any mustering yarns for us, Stewie? Oh, well, I have a go, mate. There's a, there's a bloody, there's a lot of musterers out there and a lot of good musterers I've worked with and under. Um, when it comes to pilots and men on the ground, shit, I've, I've worked with a lot of good blokes all over Australia. And I'm just here. Fuck, mate. Fuck, <laughs> 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 at home at your place we only muster 100 acres and we bloody can't do it without an argument with you and old TJ. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, mate, it's it's a passion of mine. I love it, chasing anything. The only thing I haven't really mustered yet is buffaloes. I've caught the rest. But I did get a buffalo once for a wedding present. Yeah, right. Yeah, you remember Tommy Woodhouse? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Tommy Woodhouse, shout out to Tommy Woodhouse. I tell you what, by the time this is finished, I'm going to have a few shout outs. I've got some really good mates, but I I did put this um, up to me, mate, there one day. I'd, I'd love to put a buffalo and a camel in a wagon together because I've never seen an old photo of it or I'd never heard of anyone doing it and it was my go-to. I was going to do it. So Tommy Woodhouse rocks up me fucking wedding with a b- water buffalo. And where we were at the wedding, <laughs> lucky we had a yard there um, where we could um, house a water buffalo for a few so days. from Broken Hill <laughs> is where the wedding was. Tommy Woodhouse is in Bullia. He's so, in Bullia, Queensland. So, yeah, so. Oh, no, he was at Newcastle, I think, at the time. Oh, was he at Newcastle? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, but he rocked up with a fucking water buffalo. And, Wasn't um, that one that they got away? 
It wasn't no, that one. That was another it was, one. And I tell you what, that, that, that one got away and that, it made the news. And that, that, that really has to get on proper true yarn, doesn't it? That, it does. That story like yeah. that. That's one of the best. Um, we're a couple of our mates, um, Tommy Woodhouse and uh, Rodney Sampson, was doing a, a not sure what the it would have been a film job or something. Carol by candlelight or something. It would have been something. They had a couple of water buffalo there tied up for the trailer and they end up getting loose. I don't know the whole yard, but they were bolting down the main street of fucking Sydney and um, they ended up, I'm not actually sure what the main street of Sydney is. There's probably a couple. <laughs> but they were bolting down one of them. And uh, they ended up barricading them in with fucking fire trucks and all that. Got them caught. Job was done. But it was a it was a proper true yarn, and it was one of the best. Like oh. it, it takes some beating. But um, old Tommy Woodhouse, getting back to me story. Tommy Woodhouse, he he did bring a, a water buffalo to my wedding for a wedding present, and um, I was sort of shocked but happy at the same time. I thought it was bloody great. And we had it in a yard there and the first time I seen that water buffalo in the yard, I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll just grab an empty tin and I'll throw at it. Like we're all on the beers. I'll just throw it at it, see what it does because apparently they're pretty good with their horns. The first tin I threw in that yard, bang, that fucking buffalo just smacked it with a horn. And I thought that was fucking good. So I grabbed another tin. And I threw it at it, like softly, like no animal abuse, um, folks. It was just, you know, just throwing an empty can. Uh, yeah, very, not full tins. Very yeah. lightly and bang, every time. I think I got up to the 10th can and I thought, yeah, no, you're fucking better than me. Like that's a good water buffalo. And I remember getting it back to Dad's and he put it in a ram paddock there, where a little feedlot paddock where he used to put his rams when they weren't covering his ewes. He put it in there and I remember him putting the working dogs in there to get the rams out and as soon as them working dogs jumped the fence, they were coming back over the fence with a water <laughs> buffalo up their ass, Ladies and gents, like they talk about um, stock herders, like protectors and that with alpacas and that. I don't think you can beat a water buffalo. I think they're one of the best. But, yeah, I broke it in to lead and all that and, um, yeah, I've got bloody few photos there with me leading it around and I ended up taking it up to... Uluru Camel Tours and it still lives up there now, old Buffy. Um, she's a real big girl now. She probably weigh 800 kilos, 900 yeah, right. kilos. Like she's a real big girl there. But, um, yeah, talking about the Territory, um, done a bit of a stint up there chasing everything and chasing camels mainly. That was the big go-to for mainly for the meat export. Unfortunately, because, I, you know, like I've mustered a lot of animals. I don't like seeing going to the meat export. But if people like me and thousands of other people around Australia, if we don't do that, helicopters come in, gut shoot them, bloody all that sort of stuff, and they end up just wasting on the ground dingoes to eat. Yeah. Um, if we can feed a few people with them and whatnot, well, you know, it's been done for thousands of years of um, people eating meat. So, yeah, so I did quite a lot of mustering of camels up in the Territory and around South Australia, but... Um Mate, Stewie, it's, it's a yarn that we, we haven't really properly spoken about um, because I know how much it, it's a fucking wild yarn, mate, and I feel you need to tell the yarn 
about the buggy yarn and just just get it out amongst and, and just tell tell your point of view of that day. And um, I don't know if this is the right environment, but, mate, I, I think it fucking is. Well, we've had a few tins now, mate, so um, we might as well get it out there. All, all my good mates know anyway, but, um, yeah, it, it, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through and still going through a bit, not as much as I used to. Um, me and a mate, Duncan Pickering, Shout out to him too. Another fucking shout out. Fuck, I've got some shout outs tonight. That's right, mate. Keep them going. <laughs> um, Good cunts need to be shout out, brother. And, and he really does. He's he's an absolute weapon. Many years ago, or not many years ago, we were actually, uh, me and my ex-partner, or my ex-partner and I, started a camel uh, tourist business in Broken Hill. Uh, him and his ex-partner had a, camel touring business in Silverton and there's not two camel farms as close as what we were in the whole of Australia. So we were competing against each other. We had a lot of wild phone calls. Yeah, I'll meet you at the fucking Silverton Road. (laughs) (laughs) We had a few yarns. But anyways, we all bloody ended up going our different ways and whatnot and I was mustering up... Around Ayers Rock, I won't mention stations, but um, it was just me and him actually in a buggy, um, just a Polaris 1000 buggies. And uh, we were out mustering, left there pretty early in the morning, it was pretty warm, cruising around. And I pulled up on one big sand hill where we have seen quite a lot of camels recently. Pulled up on that sand hill. Soon as I stopped, boom, that buggy just caught flames. I had a double race harness on me um, self there and me mate Duncan, he was down the bottom of the sand. He wasn't even up there yet but she caught flames on my um, right-hand side so they're all left-hand drive, them Polaris buggies, and she caught up proper. It was, just, it was blue flames. And I'm trying to get out, trying to get out, trying to get out and all that was running through my head is this is the fucking end of me. I'm gone. I'm gone here right now. And I, I kept fighting, like trying to get this bloody harness off me and um, I ended up getting it off me. I got out. I Basically my shirt was burned off me and I sort of, well, I, as soon as I got out I just, you know, you, you get taught it at school and you think. Stop, drop and roll. That was in, bud. That was him and, and, you know, that was the first thing that went through my mind. I'm bloody, what, 40 years of age now. First thing that went through my mind, I was fucking on fire and just stopped, drop and roll. And I was on top of a sand hill and I just fucking rolled until I was out. And then the first thing I thought, well, like once I was out, my shirt was just fucking burnt. Like it was gone. Half my jeans was burnt um, and... First thing I thought, fuck, I've got to put the buggy out. And we all had fire extinguisher on all our buggies. It's a pretty big operation. There's quite a lot of buggies. All safety. Like our boss was full safety. And um, I grabbed the fire extinguisher off the side that wasn't burning, put him all out. As I got the last flame out, fuck and boom, that pain just hit me. Like I was, 
in pain. How long do you reckon you're in the buggy, Stewie? Before, like, and I'm not saying exactly, but how long were you in there before you actually uncoupled yourself to get out of that buggy, do you think? Oh, shit, mate. It's hard to say, but I reckon a good 30 seconds. Yeah. Good 20, 20 to 30. It's hard to say. It could have yeah, been yeah, fucking no. less. It yeah, could have yeah, been. Yeah. But... Um, but when you think back now, it wasn't fucking quick enough to get out. Oh, <laughs> no, mate, 100%. Um, but, yeah, I sort of got the buggy out, the pain was hitting and my mate was down the bottom of the sand hill and I'm just screaming, like, come up, mate, come up. And he didn't sort of know what was sort of going on. Like, he could see the buggy on fire but he could see me out. Like, he didn't see the actual initial thing, what happened. I'm saying, come up, mate, come up. And... It wasn't that easy. It was fucking get up here, basically. So he's come up and I had most of it out and then we put a little bit more out and said, mate, we got to go. And I had a three-litre Yeti bottle and I still have it today. I cut it with me everywhere because it was my lifesaver. There's one lifesaver in that um, predicament and it was my Yeti bottle and Duncan. And... Anyways, I jumped in his buggy and we were, shit, mate, we were a good hour and a half, nearly two hours from the homestead. Then how far is the homestead from medical help, Stewie? Well, well, I'll tell you now, from the time it happened to the time I got medical help, it was about three and a half hours. Fucking hell. And that's why I, I actually owe my life to Duncan because... Like I've got mates, Luke Crozier, he's a good mate of mine. Um, shout out to Lukey. Another shout out. He, he got blew up by a drum, like a drum blew up and and he got way worse than what I did in, in getting burnt. But what I had, if I didn't have Duncan with me, as sad as it is to say this, I, I wouldn't be here right now. Like the pain is... Excruciating. Yep. It, it's like I've broken limbs. Like I've I've rolled cars doing 190, rolled them five times and then friended it twice and gone through a windscreen. Died twice on the way to hospital. I'd rather do that again than get burnt. You yeah. know, like it was it was bad. That's another yarn. But um uh But any, you weren't driving. No, nah, well it was we had a bit on that night. But that's another yarn. But anyways, the getting burnt is I really, really want to push for ideas on, on on getting charity to help burnt kids and we've both spoken about yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Because them burnt kids that have, you know, 80 90% burnt. I got burnt 20%, 20 to 25%. Fuck all. The, the pain I went through, to, to imagine all these little kids that are going through what they're going, you know, like a, a stove off the bloody oven over them, 80% burnt. You know, like I want to help them poor little buggers. Definitely, I, I really, really do. It's it's one thing that I really got to get into very soon. Anyways, Duncan got me in the buggy, and I had that Yeti bottle. We're cruising back through, and we're cruising through Spinifex, dead mulga scrub. It, we're way off the roads. Like you don't catch camels, you don't catch fuck all wild animals on a road. Like you, you yeah. know, you want to catch them, you got to get out amongst them. So we were way off the radar where we were and um, 
every sort of three to five minutes, I'd say pull up, Duncan, pull up, and it's not as easy as that. I was fucking screaming. And he'd pull up, he'd grab my Yeti bottle, he'd pour it over me burnt side and skin just falling on the ground. And, like, the bottom of the tray, like, inside a Polaris buggy, if you know, if you've been in them, yeah. you know, the plastic tray in the bottom, like your foot pan, that was just skin. Like, it was, it was, yeah, it was shit. But anyways, we got back to the station in the homestead. We pulled up there and they had, a like, a, a cool room but it was, a, a like, a freezer blast, like a chiller, proper yep. freezer. They put me in there. Like, I was screaming the whole time. Like these people that get burnt, mate, like I take my hat off to them. And I got in there and the pain sort of eased. Like it wasn't too bad. Like you could bear it. Like I'd been through a fair bit of pain, as you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> been through quite a bit. Um, it was bearable. In the end, like so they ring medical help and in the end they said, look, the ambulance has taken too long, jump in the car, we're going to meet them on the road. I said, yeah, right, oh, no worries. So they've pulled me out of this freezer and it was 45, 46 degrees. And I wasn't too bad and then the sun hit me and then, oh, like she was hitting me again and I'm like, fucking hell, like. And you still haven't had any pain? No pain relief, relief. nothing. Yeah, wow. Nothing. No pain relief whatsoever. And... I jumped in this F-250 with a good friend. I won't mention his name but he had that F-250 fucking floating and I sort of, he was talking yarns to me like funny yarns and I'm like, mate, do you, you, like, you know that I'm in a bit of pain here, eh? And he was sort of like telling the funny yarn and like nothing to do with what we were fucking, the situation we were in. Yeah. And... I was sort of wondering, what the fuck's going on, mate? Like, are you half pissed or what? And then I looked at the speeder. We were off the fucking clock. Yeah. And I thought, fuck, he's only spinning yarns to get my mind on something else and not worry about his fucking speed because he was like a... He, like, was, he was going fast. Early two early yeah, 2000s, yeah. <laughs> Effie, and he had her screaming. Yeah. And, and in the end, like, we met up with the Ambos. And I got out again. I was in an air-conditioned car, got out again, 45, 46 degrees, bang, hit me again as soon as I got out of the car. And, like, just that sun, like when the skin's dripping off you on one side and it was it was hurting. Got in the ambos and they had these mats, like a moist mat that they just put over big burns and it, the, the instant relief was amazing. Like just you're still hurting but that actual agony of a burn was just instant relief, basically. And then, yeah, the Ambos got me to Yulara and ended up getting lifted to Alice Springs, spent three weeks in Alice Springs Hospital and then, yeah, bloody went from there. But, yeah, she was – I, I, I don't wish it on anyone getting burned. I wish it on my own worst enemy. And, um, yeah, I'll do my best to bloody – you know, I do a bit of charity work for – you know, kids that are burnt or kids, you know, or anyone that's burnt, I want to do my best. Um, Definitely. Because um, there's a way worse than what I had but what I had, like if I didn't have a mate there stuck out in the middle of the fucking desert, I wouldn't be here now from the pain that I was in. 
Um, so, yeah, if we can do a little bit for them, I reckon, yeah, I reckon it's a really good course. Oh, 100%, mate, and we'll yeah. get behind it, everything we can do, and you and I yeah. both spoke about it. So yeah. um, we'll just make it fucking happen, mate, because it's a cause worth fucking investing in. I reckon, I reckon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.